Welcome in everyone to another episode of Side of the Storm. My name is Evan Wessling and as always I'm joined alongside my co-host Mr. Brandon Ness as we are here to recap uh, last week's um, games against Texas Tech in Kansas and then obviously we will preview this week's matchup uh, against Texas and um, Oklahoma State. So Brandon how are you doing? Good. Good to be back. Hopefully we sound a little better in this yeah. one. Um, back together. Class is starting tomorrow, so really just getting back into gear again. Yeah. Um, but with that, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, taking a look at the AP Top 25 first off, Iowa State jumped two spots up to number 12. Um, obviously, a big factor of that was the massive win in just terms of massive just like the point differential smacking Texas Tech, and you definitely get some respect only losing by two um, at the Fog. Um, going over all the Big 12 in whole, they have the most teams in the top 25 of any conference. Not really shocking. Uh, they have six, and then I think the next is SEC with four. Uh, but giving you the Big 12 schools, Kansas is number two. Um, Houston at one, which Big 12 school next year, so there, there's that. Um, going down the line, Texas is at 7. Uh, obviously, we are sitting at 12. K-State dropped down two spots to number 13. Um, and Baylor's back in the rankings um, after going 2-0 the previous week. And they are number 21. So those are all of the Big 12 schools that are ranked. Um, and then I will quickly pull up the Big 12 standings real quick. All right, Big 12 standings. Um, Iowa State is in a four-way tie for second place right now with K-State and Texas. Or, sorry, three-way tie, I apologize, between K-State and Texas. Obviously, Kansas sitting up at the top at 5-0. and uh, TCU in fifth right now at 3-2. and Baylor in sixth at 2-3. and uh, I guess they're tied at six with Oklahoma. Uh, Okie State one and four in uh, eighth place. And then Texas Tech and West Virginia the two schools that are winless and still looking for a win. So I kind of just stole the show there for a little bit, so I'll toss it over to Brandon. Um, thoughts on Big 12 standings for the first five games? Um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, what do we have, five in the top 15 yeah. in the rankings? So, I mean, it's... Oh, I shoot, yeah, I didn't even say TCU. My bad. Yeah, they're 14. Good catch. And TCU is probably the most underrated team in the conference right now. They just had a brutal start to... The Big 12 Conference slate, I think they're probably the second-best team in the conference next to Kansas, who's an absolute juggernaut once again. But nonetheless, I mean, you look at the teams that are in the cellar right now, and it's West Virginia and Texas Tech, two of the teams that pride themselves on toughness in defense. And that's typically something that's going to be consistent throughout every game in your 0-5. So I think it really just speaks to the depth of the league and how every single team can beat anybody on a single night. But even with a team like Texas Tech, they just got probably their best player back last game and put up a fight with Texas, who is in second place in the conference. So it's just going to be a complete grind, and we'll say it pretty much every episode from here on out. Yeah, obviously um, don't want to, like, leap over Oklahoma State because those are always the games that kind of get you when you look past them. Um, but just obviously, as I mentioned, Iowa State is currently in a three-way tie for second place with Texas and K-State. They host Texas, obviously. You guys, you're hearing this on Tuesday, so tomorrow for us, today for you guys. 
And then obviously a week from tomorrow or today, however you want to take it, a week from the 17th Tuesday, uh, they host K-State at home. So these next two of these, I mean, you got to win Okie State, obviously, but two of the next three games are really crucial to kind of uh, potentially give yourself a little um, step up on those teams that you're tied with right now. Yeah, and I think we're kind of moving on from the just get to the tournament. You're looking at seeding now. Yeah. After you start 4-1 and one in conference and you're taking Kansas to the ropes on the road, I think you're kind of looking at that try to get to the 6-5 line in the NCAA tournament rather than just looking to get the 11 seed and just making the dance. Yeah. Um, but that's about all we got to start it off. So we're going to go ahead and jump into last week's matchups. Obviously, we'll begin with... The 84-50 victory over Texas Tech, um, I mean, we kind of thought that it was a game that maybe would have been a little scary, just, you know, Tech was 0-3 at the time, um, and it was just kind of hard to imagine, I guess, a team like Tech going 0-4, and here they sit at 0-5, um, but it was definitely one that we kind of were like, uh, well, okay, you're coming off of TCU, and hopefully you're not looking too far at Kansas, and but uh, they were absolutely lights out. Um, both ends of the floor, your leading scorer was Gabe Kalsher with 25. Behind him, Jaron Holmes had 15, 14 from Caleb Grill, uh, 9 from Taman. A lot of bench action. Obviously, there's some ones at the end that you know, you're not going to see a whole lot. But uh, 6 from uh, Burt. There was 5 from Trey, 4 from Hassan, and then 2 from Eli Demarion and Shun. So those were your points um, for Iowa State on the last Tuesday. Um, and really, it was just, I mean, when Gabe's going five of six from three, Caleb's four of eight, you're just, you're, you're always going to be in a good spot. Yep, when both of those guys are on, like we've said previously, you're going to win probably 75% of the time. And that 25% is just when you're playing a team like Kansas. So I think this game, it just seemed like sitting there, everything was going in. Even when you're not necessarily a great three-point team and you make, what if we even have, 12, I think. I mean, you're going to win pretty much every game when you're making that many. And yeah, shooting 54.5 from three is pretty dang good. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that again this year. Walking away from this game, I just didn't think Texas Tech was that good of a team, honestly. I think they're offense completely runs through pop isaacs and now amac is back in the lineup after his whole ordeal with the coaching staff entering the portal and all but um i think he's going to be a big difference maker for this team and i'm not exactly confident going down to lubbock even after a 34 point victory at home sure yeah i think one big takeaway that just never seems to happen because they always have some big um, Iowa State out-rebounded them 45-28, to 28, grabbing 17 offensive rebounds, only allowing seven. So it was just kind of another day where it's, I think, Baylor only out-rebounded us by one or two, TCU only doing the same. Like, um, it just kind of feels like this team, even without, you know, statistically who was their best rebounder in Jazz through entire Big 12 play so far, they've been rebounding the basketball really well. And this matchup, uh, I mean, not allowing Tech very many second-point chance opportunities was really big considering um, how much they were struggling to get up shots. Yeah, I mean, 
Bacho and Obana were just soft. It seemed yeah, like after just, the first eight minutes, they did not want to be there. It was yeah. a really weird sighting. Bacho had four, and Obana had seven. It's just kind of like we've... Like we've talked about, it's like they always had a guy like Santos Silva, oh like some gosh. big or, and even then it's just you know like they, they had scores like, um, God, what's the guy who's at Illinois? Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. yeah. And McCuller. Yeah, I mean who's at Kansas? So like they they kind of lost their scoring. They don't really have a big. So, um, you know it's it's just I don't know. It, it's definitely a different Texas Tech team. They really got hurt by the portal, um, but. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, I, there's not really a whole lot to say. I think it was just really good to see um, a dominant victory, just kind of sit back, relax, and have fun, I guess. Yeah, and I think the games that Conrad Holly plays in were 4-0. Uh, that's that's so a good stat. <laughs> I think we should just start him. I, I see know, nothing wrong with that. I, I Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, but, I mean, overall, this game, everybody played outside of Jazz, which is kind of being overlooked right now. Yeah. I think it helps that we're winning, but the things he does on the court, just even setting his screens and at the top of the key in the offense, making better passes, I think that's going to be a big step up come February once you hit that stretch where you're playing on the road a bunch and you're going to these teams that we didn't think were going to be as good, like a Kansas State. I think he's going to be a big difference maker in those games. And just having that experience where you don't have to have Trey King out there in his fifth game running the point at the top of the key sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anything else you got for the Tech one? I mean, it's just kind of a... Uh, that was just a dominating performance. I did not expect this game going in there. No. Uh, so we're going to move on to last Saturday. Obviously, Iowa State just fell short of, um, you know, it would have been a massive win uh, at the Fog. Now, it was kind of one of those games where it's like you're 4-0, you're going to, you know, Allen Fieldhouse. It, it doesn't, like, if you lose, whatever. It's just kind of let's see what, what can happen. If you win, then obviously go crazy, right? Yeah. And um, almost pulled it off. Um, it was a really good performance. And, of course, Brandon called it beginning, I think, I don't know if he said this on the podcast or if it was just when talking to me and one of my other friends, Jacob, but um, he said Grady Dick is going to be the one who explodes against us. And, <laughs> of course, it happened. I mean, he, he called it. Um, so I guess we'll start with Kansas' scoring, then we'll go to Iowa State. Um, but Grady Dick, as we mentioned, with 21, 5 of 9 from 3 um, behind him. Um Jalen Wilson, who's obviously going to be a National Player of the Year contender, um, with 16, and then K.J. Adams with 15, which was probably more of, I think in my opinion, maybe more of the difference maker than Dick. Um, just kind of, he seemed to really kind of change the game. Now, I will say, I'm going to try my best to analyze this one as much as I can, but my eyes were also back and forth between this and the game out in San Francisco, so... Um, I did obviously lock in more towards the end of the game. Um, but yeah, so Iowa State scoring as well. I guess we'll just knock it all out and then I'll let Brandon kind of give his overall thoughts. But, uh, Gabe Kalsher once again leading the Cyclones with 23. Um, Shun had 14. Uh, then it was a big drop off. Um, Jaron had seven. Uh, Demarion Watson had six. Uh, there was four from Taman and then three apiece from both Caleb and Burt. So, um, 
Hassan Morton, Trey King playing but not scoring. And I didn't even realize Trey only played eight minutes. Yeah, he got into foul trouble early. Okay. He got two fouls within four minutes. Gotcha. Well, anyway, um, since you guys might be able to tell that I was maybe more focused on Brock Purdy, uh, I'll send this over to Brandon. Yeah, I think you can – I could talk about this game forever, honestly, because it was just super interesting how this game played out. Obviously, you look at 62-60. to You look at that score coming into the game, you would expect we would be in it. Iowa State completely controlled the tempo of the game, which is something that you need to take forward, especially into Tuesday against Texas, a team that wants to run like Kansas did previously. But, I mean, the biggest thing, Iowa State did not play their best game and only lost by two. So that's a big piece going from it, and I think Kalsher really put – he's the guy now. He made that real clear. He's the Brockington. He's not going to get you 25 a night. But he's. I mean, getting twenty five against Tech, twenty three now. I mean, I, I think he only had like fifteen versus TCU, but obviously hitting the game winner, um, I th- he had over twenty against Baylor, didn't he? He's had a lot, and he's been consistent, which has always been the biggest thing for him. And if he continues this consistency, this team gets a lot better, and then it's just up to somebody like Grill or Holmes to fill in with ten to fifteen. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention, um, obviously, like, throughout my spurts of when I was, you know, more focused in on the basketball game, um, I was really impressed with the minutes Demarion Watson gave this team. And I think down the line, maybe not this year, maybe could potentially more so next year, but I think this is a guy that could be really, really good for Iowa State. Yeah, I think looking forward completely – just to next season and beyond since he's only a freshman you want to play him as many minutes as you can I think he's playing better and better every single game he plays and his his defense is really just the catalyst for him getting more minutes as we go along especially with Jazz being out he's going to get more and then it's going to become a free-for-all to see who gets those minutes at the four but I I mean he hit two quarter threes anytime he scores that's just a plus you're not yeah. expecting any scoring out of him. So if he does that, plus get blocks and deflections and everything that comes with his game, that's a huge piece of this team. Yeah, I think the thing that I was going to say was um, I'll be, I think the second Jazz comes back, I think Hassan Ward probably gets the axe. Which I don't like because I really like his game. He just is a zero on offense, but he always gets a steal even when he's out there for two minutes a game. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I think we haven't had the depth at this four and five in a long time. We don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess kind of honing in on Demarion, um, with those – I mean, he had those six points. Obviously, unfortunately, did go 0 of 2 from the free throw line. Um, but he got two boards, two assists, two steals, two blocks, um, just really all around a solid performance. And a guy that, you know, I think has kind of – shutting us up a little bit is Shun. He's been really good over these past few games, in my opinion. You can take out Tech a little bit. I mean, maybe not offensively, but he had a lot of blocks. Uh, he had three against Kansas. I don't know how many adverse Tech, but it felt like he had a lot. So I think he's really turned it on, and he's going to be an impact. Um, again, obviously Kansas doesn't really have a big, so it was nice for him to really like, kind of see that and dominate. I think we really went to the bigs more in the second half, at least successfully. Burt had a rough first half. He's had a rough first five games in the Big 12 play. 
really. I'll be honest about that as much as I love him. But I think Shun is kind of the difference maker on this team. Whenever he has 10 or more, they seem to be very successful. And he's just kind of that drought stopper. You throw it in there, and he never really backs anybody down. Kind of gets pushed off the spot a little bit, but he makes a lot of tough shots, and that's really all you need from him. Yeah. Um, But, no, I think overall um, it was a really, I mean – sucks that you couldn't win but it's another year under Ots where you had the ball and a chance to win it at the buzzer at kansas so hopefully it's not a repeat and you know lose by double digits to them at home um but no that one should be i think that game uh, february 4th is going to be really fun um Unfortunately, I think they're wearing freaking gold again. Just burn those things in the sun. I'm kind of sick of those. But <laughs> Would you rather have gold or gray? Uh, I guess the gold. Okay. I just don't like the look of the logo as the centerpiece of the gold. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, like, obviously, they're much better than, like, the all-gold football. Yeah, couldn't get much worse than that. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Like, they're fine. Yeah, I really don't like the Iowa State logo as the main thing. Kansas did have some pretty sweet uniforms. But they always do. Um, they got the Adidas money for both <laughs> uniforms and players. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously, again, Iowa State did drop to 4-1 conference play, but um, no, I thought it was a really good day, even though it wasn't a win. But Yeah, the only bad part of this game really was the last probably eight minutes we kind of looked out of control. That was the first glimpse of Lipsy kind of having his freshman moments in the Big 12. Sure. I think we had five turnovers and a six um, six play stretch there for us. Oh, and it yeah, was yeah. in that like four to two minutes where you really can't have that. So unfortunate, but I don't know. I, I think Kansas is going to win a lot of games in the Big 12, but I don't feel like they're absolutely stacked like they have in the past. They have no depth. Yeah. When you're playing Joe Yesifu, I don't know. I was not crazy impressed with them. And McCuller couldn't hit a three to save his life. They'll be interesting yeah. to watch going into the tournament, even if they are one seed. Yeah. Um, but that's what we got. Obviously, recapping the last week, uh, we will hop on over to the current week. We'll start things off with the big one. Um, potentially the most anticipated home game of the entire season. Obviously, Kansas is always going to have that draw, but for me personally, and I think for some other people, this is the big one. Um, Iowa State hosts number seven, Texas. Um, again, Texas 15-2, Iowa State 13-3. Um, going to be a top 12 showdown, so uh, it's going to be loud, going to be rowdy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of chance directed at the snake. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely a little bitter about it. I know Brandon's kind of simmered down a tad, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm really hoping that, see, the thing is, I think with Bohannon, it was just such a very, I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of hoping Tyrese gets the same, if not worse, treatment. He'll get worse treatment. Bohan was just, I think all the anger just came from the shoe thing, yeah. which whatever. You went like one for nine that game. Yeah. And you, I don't know. I never, actually, I really like Bohan now. Not going to be a popular opinion, but the stuff he's doing on podcasts right now, 
and just giving that post-player presence. I think he's just turning more into a fan like the rest of us, so I think he's really relatable right now. But moving on to Tyrese, (laughs) I think if you look at it like you're the one making the decisions he is, you'd be crazy not to go to Texas. No, I mean, obviously, like, there's a part where I understand. I wasn't mad. I mean, it sucked that, you know, he left, you know, via transfer portal. I think it was just kind of a... Well, we're in this era. It's going to happen at at, at uh, Iowa State. But my thing was, I was like, I understand, like, his family situation. And I understand that he didn't really grow up with a lot of money. He, did, he doesn't have his parents anymore. So I understood him going after the money. But what is really frustrating, though, is that he stays in conference and he goes to Texas. Like, if he went to somewhere like North Carolina or something, like, I, I don't think I'd be mad, right? It's more of the school that he did yeah. choose is where it's, you know. And, you know, when you do that, you know you're coming back. And so that that, that that's where, for me, I get really pissed is the fact that um, he wanted to come back here and play against us. Yeah, I think I'm just – my issue is more with the NCAA than it is with Tyrese Hunter, sure. honestly. Because, like, it's the same thing as it was with Jalen Coleman-Lands last year. Which, okay, on the, the record... Fact that, okay, the fact that that we had students chanting, like, traitors that was or something, so that was just dumb. He did... He was part of the two-win team. How many of you guys... I mean, that's, like, the first real year of ESPN+, and barely anybody had it at the time. Like, I didn't. So, like, nobody was even watching those games, games because, one... I mean, you were, yeah, yeah. But, like, one, <laughs> it was, so it was trash because they were a two-win oh. team, and it was on ESPN+. Plus. So the fact that you're going to call him, I don't know, whatever. I miss Tyler Harris. <laughs> He's going off for USF right now. Oh, but anyway. that? <laughs> yeah, I follow all the transfers for absolutely no reason. Him and Blake Henson, uh-huh. man, you'd kill to have them right now. Another four. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, Tyrese is going to get the business. Nobody do anything stupid and get kicked out of the game. That's the only thing I remember from that 2013 game is watching the police take out, like, 15 students at a time. That was fun. Yeah. Honestly, Tyrese is their fourth best player, though. Behind Carr, Timmy Allen, and who? Rice. Best name in the conference, Serge Ibari. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into <laughs> Texas. Now, we didn't really go... Um, um, I guess, you know, those were past games, so it didn't matter. But um, their leading scorer is Marcus Carr with 17.5 points a game. Um, behind him is Timmy Allen with 10.9, so 11. Um, then behind uh, him is he who shall not be, no, Tyrese, um, with 10.5. And then Serge Barry Rice has 10.5 as well. So those are your kind of four um to keep an eye out for obviously you don't need to do a whole lot of explaining on four just really hoping he turns it over a crap ton um i don't know who you put on him on defense gabe I, I i so i i understand that it would make more sense for him to put to put him on car yes but i guarantee you he is gonna lobby so hard to get the matchup because out of and everyone on this entire roster nobody is as mad as gabe he is the one that is really – I don't know why he – like, I I mean, I Jazz 
it doesn't really shock me that he's not mad. No, him and him and Bert don't like those. That doesn't really shock me. It. I mean, Caleb hasn't come out saying anything, but and then obviously Gabe is the fourth and final returner. Now Gabe is really mad. Um, there was a clip circling around. There was some like video um, that Iowa State basketball produced, and it was in the summer. And I th- I don't remember who asked him. It may have been. I think it was Trey, but he's like, so what game besides Iowa are you guys all looking forward to the most? And Gabe goes, Texas. I don't, I don't even got to say why, but Texas. You know what's up, Texas. And so I don't, like, I mean, I, like, I, I'm not sure why he is the most, clearly way more mad than any other returning guy. We're not going to speculate on that by any means. I'm just, like, it as him being the best offender, he should be on car. But... I want to see him on Tyrese. I don't like it. It makes more sense to put Caleb on Tyrese and Gabe on Carr, but I, I mean, from the Pierce perspective of like the chippiness, I want Gabe on Tyrese. There's that, but also in the games I've watched for Texas, all he really does is stand in the corner. He's literally a role player there. So I don't know if you just want that and then have. Gabe as kind of that guy that comes over on the trap on the baseline, but I'd put him on Carr. He's the only guy that's going to score. Tyrese can't score. Yeah, no, it, it makes way more sense to put him on Carr. I'm just saying, like, I'm, uh, he's yeah, the other thing the too is player. the thing that would scare me is like if he does get the Tyrese matchup, which I probably doubt. Um, you, you just can't like get too, like, I wouldn't say happy is the right word, but just too anxious about the matchup getting like foul trouble and that yep. kind of stuff like that's just where motion's got to be in check um do i want to see a technical yeah why not I, i'll see gabe get a technical if he goes after tyrese do one and get it done with get a double with him yeah that's fine with me let's do that um but yeah i guess just <laughs> we're really i mean you guys expected this when tuning in that this was going to be at the tyrese episode even though we're talking about four games um but, I mean, the big thing for this is, um, you know, if Carr wants to get his buckets, whatever. Um, it does kind of feel like one of the two games against Texas, Tyrese is going to have, like, 25. It's just going to happen, probably. Maybe not. Let's see. I don't know. His role on that team. It, it just more feels Oof. like, you know, just, I, I don't know. But I just, I really hope Tyrese just drops an absolute egg and, um, yeah, I I'm I can't wait for tomorrow. Um uh yeah, I'm I'm just I'm excited for it. Uh, this is the game going into the season that everybody's most excited for. Yeah. I think it's this and then probably Kansas, Kansas at home, but that's just kinda always the case. Yeah. I don't know. Matchup wise, Timmy Allen's gonna give you the most problems. He's a matchup nightmare for us because I don't think Demarians. I think I think it comes down to Trey playing physical without fouling. Right, and that's been the case the entire time. And just even that, he can't really guard the perimeter and then the drive. And Demarian's a freshman and not super quick without fouling yet. So it's him and then, I don't know, that, God, what their center's name. I forget his name, but he's not, he's kind of a non-factor in their offense. It's completely guard-oriented. It's a lot of fast break, so... It's pretty much limiting Carr and Allen, and then if Tyrese makes six threes, whatever, he's not going to be the difference in this game. 
Yeah. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think it's just – expect this to be close down to the wire. Yeah. Um, probably. I could see us winning by 20. I don't. I do. Really? This is like the Iowa game last year. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I think it overall should be a fun one. Um, definitely the one that people are most looking forward to in the week. But um, Iowa State is a 57.2% favorite on matchup predictor. Two um, and a half ESPN. point. Yep. Um, so should be a fun one. Um, but we'll move on to Oklahoma State. Um, I, okay. Uh, they're fi- I mean, I guess it's just like a home environment in the Big 12, but they are a 53.6% favorite on ESPN's matchup predictor. Um, they're going to be a problem. Their centers, they can shut us down in a hurry with their shot blocking. And then they got guards like Avery Anderson and Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson that either one of them could go off at any point. They're a bad matchup, and Stillwater's just weird. There's no anybody there. You got the three decks in that arena that's never full. Yeah. It's just weird. I hate playing there. Yeah. Um, them, they, I guess I could have done this for Texas, too. I'll go back and do this real quick. So Texas's um, Big 12 schedule so far, they beat Baylor in their opener by fifth. Oh, sorry, that's us. <laughs> My bad. Um, they beat Oklahoma. They went to Norman in one by one. They lost to K State at home, one hundred sixteen to one hundred three. Just the biggest outlier of the entire season. Like I think never that was the game after the beard situation. Was it? It wouldn't shock me. Maybe if they let up one hundred sixteen. No, maybe. Um, then after that, that obviously K State's their only loss, um, and then they won in Stillwater, fifty six forty six, beat TCU at home by four. Uh, 79-75, and then beat Tech at home by 2, 72-70. So that's Texas, and then obviously I'll go to Oklahoma. Uh, their only win was the second game um, uh, against West Virginia, 67-60. Poor Bobby. Um, <laughs> their opener, they went to um, Kansas, losing by 2, 69-67. And then they got s- robbed in that game. Yeah. You always do in the fog. We didn't. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> first time in 20 years but we did um then um since their win over west virginia they've lost three straight obviously again losing at home to texas 56 46 losing at k-state 65 57 and they got uh, crushed by baylor 74 58 so that's the oklahoma state cowboys over their last five um as brandon noted just um will be interesting to see how Iowa state handles the big situation um for them and then obviously it's just kind of again you're I think more I mean the guards are good but I think Gabe and Caleb will do a good enough job kind of shutting down Thompson and Anderson obviously Taman might be on one of those guys but um, we'll see what they do there it just kind of comes down to again Shun, Bird, Trey, Demarion um, I don't know I think that's just kind of more so the storyline we've grown into a spot where Gabe and Caleb have been basically locked their lockdown territory at this point and um I think it's honestly both ends I think it's kind of Gabe and Caleb every week every game um and then it's kind of down to the bigs to step up for the four or the five yeah then Oshun's gonna be on that matchup with Musa Cisse 
and then probably, I guess, they put Kalsher on Avery Anderson, who had 30 on us last year down there. So, that I mean, it's... I I don't like this game just because of the matchups they present down low, and you're hoping that one of Oshun or Bird can have a really good game, which isn't necessarily predictable or something that's going to happen day in and day out. Especially after a game like Texas, it's kind of just this letdown spot right before K-State. That's another top team in the conference. I don't really like this spot at all. Yeah. Um, definitely, obviously, you're going to see some ones that you're probably not going to like dropping, but um, it'll probably happen every now and then. But that's all we've got for this episode. Obviously, again, um, kind of the time comparison that we talked about Texas to Oklahoma State. <laughs> um we're both, as almost everyone is, looking forward to the game tomorrow for you guys listening um, today. Um, and obviously, one thing I want to say as well before we go ahead and wrap this one up, um, obviously Brock Purdy went ahead and got his playoff debut win against the Seattle Seahawks, and he will play the Dallas Cowboys. I think they are the Sunday night slot. I know they play yep. for sure on Sunday, yeah. Um, so they will play the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night, so make sure you guys go ahead and tune into that. Um, a little iffy on that one. I didn't think the Vikings were going to win, um, but that certainly would have been a better matchup for them. Even if the Bucks would have won tonight, that would have been a better matchup, even though it's probably really hard seeing him beat Brady <laughs> twice. But at the same time, uh, the Bucks' offense has been really bad all year, so their defense would have done the job. But um, either way... Uh, it's really cool, obviously, as we've mentioned, to kind of see these Iowa State guys in the league. Um, sucks to see the breezes down. Obviously, Charlie kind of turned it up at the end. Um, I think those are kind of the big three. Obviously, you know, outside Allen and David, probably two guys that aren't going to be on the same their same teams anymore. Lazard for sure, and it doesn't sound like the Bears are going to re-sign David. But there's your little football talk for the episode. We're not going to be talking about the Chargers um, I would like no, to no, talk no, about no, that. I would not like to talk about it. Um, but no, again, it's really cool to see these guys. Um, and I don't think, I think this is something me and Brandon talked about after we recorded the episode, but seeing these guys do what they're doing in the NFL is going to forever make that 2021 season a bigger and bigger question mark. So, um, yeah. It's officially basketball season for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm still going to be very locked into the playoffs, even though, like, my team's out. You got a new team now. Uh, that is, that actually, yeah, that is true. So it's not done. It's done when Brock's done. Um, obviously, obviously, I'll still watch every game that I can, but, um, yeah, it's, I guess it is technically basketball season for me, so... I'm done when the Chargers are done, basically. Um, But, yeah, um, that's all we got for tonight. Um, Anything you have um, on last week that we maybe would have missed on or this week or Uh, just anything, maybe a random thing? I think you're looking to to split every single week. We've said it before, but, I mean, this week you really just got to win your home games. This weekend, next week, those are both going to be top 15 wins. Both I think overall, too, like, you don't want to, like, obviously, I mean, people are going to drop games, but I think just overall, 
getting wins over Texas and K-State. Obviously, you're going to have to play them twice. Um, but being able to not give those two teams a definitive tiebreaker um, by at least winning your home games, it doesn't put you in a bad spot when you go to their places. So um, it's always important to win home games, obviously, but in this conference more than ever it is. So, And if you split from here on out, you're going to be 11-7 and seven in the league. Yeah. And that's probably going to get you a five. And if you get to a four, you're probably playing in Des Moines. Yeah, so it's really kind of push and don't be the Iowa State where you kind of drop the ones you shouldn't. But in this conference, it's kind of hard. To, I mean, the, yeah, it's, yeah. They're going to lose, like, at West Virginia or something where you don't expect just randomly. And then they're probably going to win at Texas, let's say, where they've never won before and you're just, it's just random. It's the same thing as the football team has been in the past. You're always going to win one. You didn't expect and lose one you didn't expect. Yeah. Um, but with that, you guys, make sure to go ahead and check us out on Twitter, at Side of the Storm. We obviously alert you anytime as the podcast is available, um, along with any other additional media. So be sure to check us out there. Um, outside of that, um, if you guys got a ticket to the game, I guess we'll say tonight, um, have fun. Uh, I know we will. There's apparently tents out there from the students. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you we were not participating in that. I'm hoping an, an hour early is enough. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. asking for lower deck. I'm fine up top. But, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Um, obviously, hopefully, I can also get a win down in Stillwater. Um, but we will be back here um, to recap um, those games against Texas and Oklahoma State. Um, I think we'll try to have them out on Mondays now that we're both back here. We can... Um, have a more set in stone schedule but again follow us on twitter so you know exactly when they're out um but until then you guys roll clones baby